We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. You're tuned into the Roto Grinders NBA Morning Grind. We are wrapping up the work week here. I'm Justin Carlucci, and I got my man Boogie. What's going on, Andre? Good to have you on, and uh, we're heading into the weekend. I'm doing pretty good over here, Carlucci. Just staying in there, trying to hopefully come up and win some money tonight. Got a couple lines that are maybe in some good positions to take down some stuff on the showdown slate, but. We're here to talk about basketball, and hopefully, you know, we can all give somebody some some people some good place to win some money, if not take that stuff ourselves. Yeah, thanks for sticking with us, and of course, we have you covered uh, for NFL action over the weekend and, and many other sports. NBA is in full swing. Wasn't much of an NBA slate uh, on Thursday. Three games, but a just a ton of. I guess typical NBA things happening in NBA fashion, right? You had, you know, Maxi go to the locker room, Embiid go to the locker room. Dylan Brooks was going to be the mega chalk and he got put in health and safety protocols about an hour before lock or something like that. And um, you know what? And then the Grizzlies went out there and what did they do to the Lakers anyway? I mean, what in the world is going on with Los Angeles boogie? You got to take on the Lakers. Um. The Lakers, I, I, I don't know, even know what to say about them. They just need to really figure it out. I think it's really more on a coach, um, honestly. Just like, like to me, like everyone's been saying it for the longest. I feel like on different news networks I've watched and listened to when they talk about the Lakers, the stagger like Russell Westbrook and LeBron's minutes. If you need, if you can stagger them, them guys, I think you'll be more effective and be able to um to get the most out of both of them. Um, and be and be able to uh, be be fired on the court. So we'll see what happens. But but shout out to also Memphis. They've been playing really well lately. And wow, KJ Osborne scored a sixty-two yard touchdown. Wow, holy crap! Wow, wow, wow. Sorry, guys. <laughs> We're doing a little bit of scoreboard watching, but for real, I know most of you sat through probably half of that game, and the Steelers look completely dead. And then they finally turned it on a little bit late in the second half. But uh, that's the NFL, right? When you're ready to count someone out, they creep back into the game. And the circle of parity in the NFL, um, or whatever you want to call it. Anyway, 
Um, let's talk some hoops here. We got a, a manageable Friday night slate. A lot of these Friday night slates are uh, have been pretty good, much better than this little three-gamer we had. And uh, the night before that was a 13-gamer, which is just a lot, especially with all the news and waiting for news in like two to four late games. It's just it's just too much. Uh, at least with nine, you could get through most of the slate and then maybe go out and have dinner, you know, save your relationship or something or go have a few drinks and, or hit a late movie and uh, and you'll be good. So let, let's talk nine games here. And uh, the first one on the docket here in front of me is Dallas at Indy. Uh, and Chief and I touched a little bit on the Pacers earlier this week. Uh, you know, it's put out there that Half the teams on the block and available, apparently, in Pacer Nation. And allegedly, they kind of want to rebuild. So, I don't know. Funny things happen when you have a chance to showcase yourself. Like, in terms of narrative type stuff. Um, other than that, like, most most players in this game, if everyone's healthy, at least, you know, on FanDuel, are priced accordingly. You know, and you, we're seeing Luka under 10K on FanDuel, though. So, that is the... I guess the eyesore, right? That catches your attention because listen, you know, he's just not producing vintage. I don't want to say vintage Luca already because he's like 22 years old, 21, whatever. But when, you know, the past couple seasons, he's been dropping 55 FanDuel points with his eyes closed. You know, now you see one or two 50 bombs on his log, you see 170, but his price is kind of it's kind of warranted for the way he's been performing. And I know you want to keep playing Luca and keep playing Luca. I get it. But, you know, he's putting out a 26, eight and seven line, in 35 minutes, nine turnovers against Memphis. Wow. But still, he wouldn't have went for 50. Now, that's a fine line for like 99.5% of NBA stars in the league. You know, you drop 26, eight and seven, you're fine every night, but we're accustomed to seeing these like 26, 13 and 11 games out of him. And we just haven't seen many of them. So I think, you know, looking at this game and Porzingis is 85 on FanDuel and over on DK, obviously you have Luca up at 11K. I'm sure that he'll be an extremely contrarian play at that price unless Porzingis gets ruled out. Don't mind Porzingis at 8K, but uh, I think Luca's probably the talking point here at that 99 tag. Do you just play him until eventually, you know, he starts to come around a little bit more? Or is this the Luca like 2021 version that we should get accustomed to seeing? Um. I think this well, he needs to get better, get back in shape because I know they talked about that recently. He's not in shape, so I think that's first and foremost. But then you can still play him at nine point nine k on FanDuel. I think that's too cheap of a price for him to be at. Um, so to me, that he's in play over on FanDuel for sure. I think you can play Kristoff or Zingas in tournaments. Other than that, I don't think you can get to anyone else really on this team. Maybe you play a little bit of Jalen Brunson as a deep, deep, deep flyer in tournaments, but I don't even know if that's really worth anything as far as on the, on the Dallas side. Um, but when it comes to um, anyone else on the team, I don't think I can see myself playing anyone unless we hear that Luka is out or Porzingis is out because then that would create more usage for those other role players um, and other guys on the team. And this being a nine-game stage, so this is going to probably be other values in other areas that we're going to want to go to. Um, and then, um, yeah, I think you know, on DraftKings, I can't see myself really getting to anybody besides maybe poor singers at tournaments. Uh, I know the superstars, though, honestly, have been are, are priced uh, appropriately or priced up um, this year. So I don't mind getting to Luca as a tournament play, but he would not be my first option 
um, he would be someone that would be like in a, in a fifteen dollar. If I'm doing a fifteen dollar hundred fifty max, I'm gonna get to him a little bit, but not not a lot. Muted. Ah, muted. You know, I, I just didn't want to keep rambling as I usually do. When both these teams are healthy, you nailed it. It's tough to, you know, go out of your way to comfortably pay for some of these players. Uh, Karis Levert's on the indie side is finding himself a little bit finally, a little bit more aggressive. He's under 6K on both sites. Um, seeing good minutes, you know, peripherals are okay, but uh, he's been more aggressive, you know, shooting the ball. Strung together a couple of good games. You know, the Knicks game was a blowout. So I think Levert's playable. But, you know, Sabonis up at 97 on DK probably isn't for me. Uh, FanDuel, he's, what, 88? So, you know, he offers a decent floor at 8,800 on FanDuel. Uh, so pretty big price difference there. You know, Miles Turner is always a GPP play. Um, so, I mean, he's with his blocks upside, he's always in consideration. But... Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, the rookie over there on Indy's side uh, went off the last couple of games, 4,400 for uh, Duarte. Is, am I saying that correctly? Anyway, he's uh, strung together three really good games in a row, playing mega minutes as well. Um, so 4,400 on DK, uh, you know, 56 on FanDuel. He might be more of a DK play. Um, anything to add about the Indy side of things? Uh, Indiana, they're all good for tournaments, honestly. Um I would I definitely like Sabonis on 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 FanDuel. His price is a little bit uh too cheap uh, for what his production is. 8.8k. I think it's a little bit of a meat on the bone that where you can where you can still get above value on that. You just saw him actually go for 60 a couple of games ago. So it's it's not that I think he's he's not priced appropriately yet. Um and in a matchup where with a front court that's not as Strong in my opinion with Dallas. I, I like getting to him. I think Brogdon is a little bit underpriced too at seven four. He's normally I think he's normally like a like an eight K player. So you can get some you get a lot of production and upside out of his price too. Um T- Turner as well and even Karis Levert. So um all these guys are gonna be playing about thirty minutes with their rotation and even Duarte at fifty six hundred who's who seems to be back um, playing playing a lot better uh, basketball. Those are like the only guys I can see myself getting to on this late, and they're all in play for me on FanDuel. Um, on DK, um, it's going to be hard. Um, like, Brogdon's price appropriately at, eight, at 8K. Porzing, um, we got Turner at 6-1, so I like his price. He's 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 someone I would probably try to get to a little bit tournaments um tournaments today. Uh, Duarte at 4.4K is a steal. I think he's a good value for someone's going to play about 30 to 35 minutes a night. Um, then you got Brock, and then you got uh, Sabonis. Um, we already mentioned him at the top at 9.7K, um, who I think you can play. Um, and like, but I, but I think he's um, at his uh, or correct price on a DK. Yeah, the thing with Turner is he's seen consistent minutes lately, too. You know, they were really volatile in the beginning part of the season. So 61 is a good price for Turner. And there's uh, out too that that he was talking about he wants a bigger he wants more of a better role on the team so I don't know if people believe in narratives and streets and stuff like that but hey he might we might see maybe a little bit more umph or energy or more minutes out of Turner never know yeah I'm with you there all right Turner's in play at his price uh, let's go on to Sacramento and Charlotte the Hornets uh, still without a ton uh, of players who are in health and safety protocols. Pretty much the same situation as it's been the last three games, three or four games, if you've been following along and playing. If you haven't, you know, LaMelo's out, Rozier's out, 
Plumley out, Ish out, McDaniel's out. Um, the pricing algorithms on both sites caught up to mostly everything. Where I feel like almost everyone is priced accordingly, except FanDuel just doesn't seem to care about Cody Martin, who's exactly five K again as he was uh, during his last outing against the Seventy Sixers. Um, you know, and with this role and the limited amount of bodies they have. Look at those minutes, 32 minutes, 42 minutes, 43 minutes. Numbers aren't going to blow you off the page, but 37 FanDuel points, 23 FanDuel points against Philly the first time, and then 30 uh, this, uh, the third trip against Philly. So uh, he has to be in consideration for cash games at 5K. He's a strong play. He's going to see a ton of minutes. Um, and I, you know, I think you can make a case to play him in both formats if you get different elsewhere. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Hornets on this, on this one here? This might be one of my favorite games to target from a standpoint of we got two teams, one with, with injury situations. Um, the Sacramento's been playing better. Uh, the Hornets are playing at a fast or one of the, the faster paced teams on the slate um, and, and just in the league in general right now. And we got value here that, that are on some of these guys have not moved up. Like you said, Cody Martin, 5k is too cheap for him on fan, but like, he should be almost at a point of a lock on on both on both cash and GPPs um, because he's probably going to get you. He's going to definitely get you the floor price, uh, the floor of like twenty twenty five. Um, where he goes from there, I don't know, but or how high he goes, I don't know. But he's at least going to give you that price and that five k because they didn't, they moved, they didn't move his price. That's to me. That's someone you have to be in consider um, be in consideration for sure. But I love getting to all these other guys too on the team that that are out too. My first person I would love that wouldn't be um trying to get into my lineups or majority of my lineups is Kelly Oubre. That's um, my guy, seven four. Um, he's just the way he's just been. It's just been, been balling since once, but now and in the starting lineup, it's just been it's just been crazy. I think he is in a good matchup here against uh, Sacramento. Um, he's going to be able to take as many shots as he wants, um, and 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 the defensive stats on on uh, FanDuel I think is what helps a lot. So he's someone I definitely love getting to for sure. Gordon Hayward and Miles Bridges as well, uh, especially with Gordon Hayward being able to bring the ball up and being more of a point forward for this team right now with everyone still being out too for COVID reasons. Um, I like that um, as well. And uh, I mentioned Miles Bridges before, who, who's athletic and, and a contract here. So I think that he's still in play even at 8-4. Uh, P.J. Washington, too, as well. Um, especially now that we have news that Rashawn Holmes is going to be out. Um, and, if, it, um, and if this is true, this is not from, like, like the previous game, and he's going to be out, then P.J. Washington at 6.6K – is in store for probably a monster game too as well. I like getting to at least two or three of them in, in my lineup tomorrow um, and going from there. Um, and then on DK, DK, you can pretty much even do there and, and run almost the same guys. Like Cody Martin is only 5,700 on that side. I, I don't mind getting to him too as well. Um, Hayward, all these guys are pretty much in the mid-7Ks on DK. So all of them are fine. Ubre, Bridges, Hayward. P.J. Washington, same price as he is on FanDuel, two at six point six k. So playing all those guys and making it like a game, like I said, a game stack is probably the, one of the better way to go for me on this league for for this um, game and teams in particular. 
is this thing where the price is caught up, but it's such a, a potentially good game environment? I don't have the totals in front of me that you're okay with some of these prices that are you know, quote unquote jacked up a little bit here. We just saw the Kings play a game that went regulation against Orlando and they played like two overtime type of scores. It was like 140 something to 130 something two days ago in four quarters. You got to love any game that Sacramento is involved in at this point. Um, and Charlotte, who you know gives up ton of points too they don't play any defense so um maybe this is a thing where some of these prices you know shy people away um but you know it could really uh, pay off for tournaments the other side you mentioned Rashawn or sean holmes is out on the other side of the ball that uh, could open up some interesting value options here for sacramento depending on what kind of news we get and with the way it's been we'll probably get a ton of it but as of now you got to look at this kind of four-headed monster of bigs that Sacramento has. Tristan Thompson, 3,500 on DK. Marvin Bagley, 3,700. Metu's 4,600. Um, and of course, I guess you consider him a big, but Harrison Barnes came back, played 29 minutes, like him at 5,400 on, on DK. And I think 6K is fair. You know, 29 minutes uh, fresh off a, an absence, yeah, coming off an injury, I think is a good sign that maybe he'll play a little bit more. You know, might be a little bit of a headache to figure out between Bagley and Tristan Thompson who your guy is on DK, but I think either one of them could crush at, you know, sub 4K prices over there. Um, Thompson's 48 on FanDuel. That's probably a pass for me, but Bagley is 4K, I believe. So I, I don't mind taking that. Um, that shot and Alex Len, of course. I forgot about Alex Len. Oh, everyone's favorite punt center to play either goes for zero or 35, who's 3,100. So I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see, you know, who's going to start, but ah, there still could be an opportunity for maybe two of these guys, um, in a high scoring game. How do you sort out this King's value in the middle? Um, uh, I don't, well. I was looking at it right now. I don't know if Metsu is going to play. Um, he didn't play the last time, but I don't know if home. I don't know if that was just because of Rashawn Holmes. Um, but Rashawn Holmes also only played ten minutes, so I think the, the see with this whole thing with with Gentry being there now, the rotations have changed up. It's hard to, to figure out on a game by game basis who's playing what or when. Um, I don't know in this game type of game environment or game situation, are they going to need a guy like Tristan Thompson? They can use him for sure, and I think he'll be effective. Um, I don't know if they want to match him and go with a guy like more athletic, like Marvin Bagley or Metu. It's hard. It's hard to judge honestly from this or or, or from this front line and, and what they're going to do. But they are all good DPP plays, definitely on 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 DK for sure. On FanDuel, I would probably take my chances and go with uh, Marvin Bagley because I know he's he got 19 minutes at least the last two games. And even at that, even in those 19 minutes at 4K on FanDuel, he can get you to value. Um, if not, probably a little bit above that. And then if he plays more minutes than that like he has before um in the past he can he can obviously do a couple of good things for you for sure so i would i would just pay attention to the news maybe see if the coach comes out and says something about the rotation on the front court but it's kind of a it's kind of a hard one to figure out and attack for sure because it seems like it just changes on a game by game basis um in the matchups um but everyone else on um 
on um, Sacramento, I think, as far as the guard plays are in play for me. Um, Harrison Barnes, I love love his price and I love the matchup for him. Halliburton, Fox, Buddy Heald. There's not a single bad player that I don't like in here. They're playing all their guys, so do you even go with a guy like Terrence Davis, who's been getting around 29 minutes the past couple games? I even like I even like taking some shots on Davion Mitchell in this game, too, um, at, at 4,500 on FanDuel. Um, with the steals and blocks upside, if this game's going to be fast and high pace, he can easily get um, a couple steals and um, end up having maybe a ceiling game here in about the 25 to 30 minutes he's going to play. Um, so I think the floor, I think this, I think this whole game is, a, is has multiple ways to attack it. You can even get, and you can even get low ownership pieces in this game on both sides where I think that it will make it um, good for GPPs. And because we know a lot of the Sacramento guys are going to be playing around that 20, around that 25 to 30 minute mark as far as like probably the people who can all play multiple positions as far as like one through four or even one through five. Yeah, pretty good game environment. Um, like a lot of the names you listed there. De'Aaron Fox has been much better lately. Ever since the Kings fired Luke Walton, they've been playing much better and the, the players have responded. I don't think there's a coincidence there. See you later, Luke Walton. Uh, let's move on here for time purposes uh, to the next game on the slate. And uh, it's New York and Toronto. Um, you know what, for me, this will probably be a quick one. It just seems like a pretty gross, slow game environment. Uh, it is worth noting that, uh, you know, we need some injury news with Achua or known as precious in the industry, uh, whether or not he's going to play, he's questionable. Um, of course, Birch is still out. Um, you know, Chris Boucher, our guy finally got the start, but Nick nurse hates him and he didn't even run him out there for 25 minutes, uh, started against OKC 22 minutes, 24 fan duel points it's like come on nick nurse just i thought we were getting somewhere you take one step forward you take two steps back you know what are you doing here um 4k flat on DraftKings, though he'll probably be pretty popular this is a guy andre with 22 minutes who you know could put up 30 to 35 dk points we've seen him do it uh, what are your thoughts about boucher and is there anything else in this game at all really that that catches your attention um. Honestly, as far as from a whole standpoint, not really. Maybe maybe a little bit of Alec Burks, possibly, but I can't see once even really get into him. So this game might end up being a stay away for me or not many, many people going from him. You can obviously play the pieces from here um, if you have one, two in tournaments, which is fine, but I can't see it. Uh, Boucher, though, I if he gets to start again and Precious is out, uh, he has to be, I guess, something we have to consider because the points for the points per minute, uh, um, he can do he, the damage he could do from a fantasy point per minute standpoint. So that's someone that I would only person I probably would, would have really like deep considerations into my lineups for sure tomorrow. But everyone else seems priced appropriately. This will be a slow paced matchup. Um, so yeah, it's not be something I want to be targeting a lot tomorrow. Yep, I agree, and I think that's a good catch-up game. Um, of course, there was a little bit of injury news with, with New York and their center situation with Nerlens Noel, but, um, you know, Gibson doesn't really carry significant upside. You know, Mitchell Robinson, extremely boomer bust, as we know, but uh, just seems like uh, there's many other places to go on this slate, you know, as you were saying. Uh, Brooklyn, Atlanta, you know, Kevin Durant going to play. What a disaster it was a couple of days ago when uh, Steve Nash gave Durant and LaMarcus Aldridge the night off. But that's not the case here. Uh, two good teams in the East. 
we're gonna maybe see some fireworks. I don't know. What are your thoughts here? You know, Trey Young's been pretty good, 98 on FanDuel. He's been super consistent, decent floor. Um, you know, Bogdanovich is dinged up and he is out. Looks like DeAndre Hunter is also out. The cast is removed, though. Cam Reddish, questionable. Now, TLC has been getting a lot of run. Played 38-plus minutes in back-to-back games. Uh, we know he's a walking bucket, but that's typically all he offers. A little bit of a revenge game for TLC here, though. Um, talk to me about this one. You looking at anybody on the Atlanta side of things, Dre? Um, TLC is someone that's, I think, great value, especially on FanDuel at 3,700, especially um, the Nets tend to run a little bit more. Um, they do turn the ball over somewhat, too. So if he's going to be playing around 37, 38 minutes, and then to me, might want to take a look at him, take a shot at him on some GPP lineups and get him in there because I think that he can um, obviously outperform his uh, his salary and his price, um, but not have him on in a whole bunch of the lineups. Same thing on, on uh, DK at 3200 too. I think those are a steal prices for him, for sure. Um, some we have to definitely consider. Everyone else, uh, to me, would be the same usual suspects that we'll try to get to here. Um I would try to get to uh, John Collins or Clay Capella on the front court. Um, I think they're, they're, Capella's price appropriate. John Collins is a little bit too, but I think this matchup, okay, they can still offer a little bit of upside on there. Uh, Trey Young as well. Um, Going to probably be, probably be guard against Patty Mills, I would imagine. So I think Trey, um, under 10K, I think he could still – um, have upside for like a 60 point uh, fantasy point game in this game in this matchup but that's really it um the three main guys and the the value being just uh, a TLC can you pay 11-2 for Harden or 10-8 for Durant on DraftKings like outside of a game stack for tournaments are you going there would, would you go there right now if you had no news like like we don't have right now like, what do you do there you do anything See, I like see, I probably not because I like the Charlotte and Sacramento game so much. But if I but and, and also then and also I like Milwaukee. I like what Giannis brings to the table. Um, so yeah, I can't see myself going there. Only maybe KD because KD is cheaper than Harden. Maybe that. Maybe him only because. Clearly, the Nets need James Hart. I mean, need KD and Lamarcus Aldridge to win basketball games. So, um, KD is the only guy I can see myself getting to. Yeah, I'm with you. If they're healthy, they're another tough one. You know, Aldridge, 5,500. Yeah, you know, I don't know what the upside is. You know, um, I'd, I'll probably just pass unless we get some news uh, on the Brooklyn side of things. Uh, but I agree with you in Atlanta. I like Trey Young. Uh, he's been offering a super high floor, and it's a pretty good matchup for him as well. Um, I guess we can go to that Milwaukee-Houston game. Eight o'clock, you alluded um, to Giannis. There are four eight o'clock games on Friday. Uh, so where do you see out of Giannis? Talk to me here. Um, if he's healthy and he is playing, um, I know he's questionable, I believe, with the, uh, was probable um, with the, the quad contusion. But um, I like getting to him for sure in tournaments against Houston team. I guess Houston team, 10.9K is a little bit too cheap for them. Um, they're, Houston's on a seven-game winning streak right now currently, so they're, I think they're a little bit confident. I think they're going to – they might. so I think they're going to, you know, think that they can really hang with this team. And I think – I look for hopefully, you know, Giannis and um, 
and a healthy Milwaukee team to come through and just make a statement that, you know, we're just on a different level. Um, unlike the team, unlike Brooklyn could do in their last game. So Giannis to me might, might be my, one of my favorite spend ups today, if not my favorite spend up, just because, um, the rebound upside that he has, the the blocks, the, the, the pretty much he, he can get a triple double in this match if he really, really wants to, um, and just have how athletic he is, um, for sure too. So, um, and the being the best player on the court. So Giannis to me is the only person I would get to if he's in. Um, if he's out, then obviously you got to um, go a different route. Then you have then this whole lot of value in this game becomes very interesting, where you would then have to go with uh, like Holiday, Portis. Uh, Middleton as the main guys um, if he's out. But with him being more probable to play, um, I think Giannis is the only guy you can really go to on the Milwaukee Bucks side on both sides. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, I played Giannis the last two slates, got him at 7% against Miami without Jimmy Butler, and he was terrible. Is he right? I don't know if he's right. Uh, The game against Cleveland, he was playing in like four-minute bursts. He played the first four minutes of the first quarter, and they yanked him. Only played 27 minutes, and that was a competitive game. I know he had five fouls, but they weren't until late. Um, you know, st- even if he's not 100, he's still 27 and 12, right? So, uh, you know, we're we're setting the bar high for Giannis, but we have to. You know, last game against Miami, he ended up playing 33 minutes. He didn't play a lot in the first half. Only had 15 points. I, you know, do you have any concerns with his health here? If he's or if he's ruled active, are you just going to roll the dice and go right back to him here? I mean, Houston plays at the highest pace in the league. They're insane. So. You know, a pace-up spot for a guy that thrives in transition is uh, is appealing. Um, yeah, if he's active, then I, I definitely don't mind taking some shots on for sure. I'll keep him. I'm, I'm going to monitor um, the news and see what, if anyone anything comes out about that about the injury to see like how he's been moving or if they have a shoot around maybe to see maybe if they say anything about it there. Um, and also, I'm going to go back and watch the game too a little bit uh, when they play the Miami Heat and see how how he looked a little bit there, maybe if there's a cause concern to not play him. But other than that, I, I see I see there's no reason why we shouldn't play him today. He should be like the best spend up on the slate other than that. On the Houston side of things, I love Christian Wood at that price on FanDuel. I mean, I'll always play him in tournaments at 8,200. Little pricey on DK. Uh, like it because Kevin Porter and Jalen Green are still out, and Wood gets a pretty significant usage increase. Um, his scoring output disappointed me against Brooklyn, but he rebounded well and blocked like three shots or something like that. Eric Gordon's been playing well. You know, Milwaukee plays fast. They play decent defense, but they play fast at least. So, you know, Eric Gordon's been t- playing a ton of minutes. And Garrison Matthews has been like the savior. Uh, 4,700 is a lot to pay for him on FanDuel. I mean, it's okay. He's playing mega minutes. Like, he- he's all right. But I don't think I'll be going there. Um on DK, Matthews at 44, a little bit cheaper, but I don't know. I just don't see myself landing on Matthews. He's, you know, last year he was so scoring dependent. You know, he definitely took a little step forward, but I don't know. Are you in or out on Garrison Matthews? He has been playing a lot of minutes, though. I will say that. The minutes are, are there. Um, I see. I don't know what to think about this guy. Like, um, I know the minutes are going to be there for him. It's just more, more so how how I feel he's going to play. I I know he's been, he played, what, pretty decent over the last couple games. 31 fantasy points on a set like this would be at 4.4K. I don't know if it's enough um, with with him being priced up. So it might be hard to get to him a little bit, in my opinion. Um, 
might be hard to really get to anyone on this team. Well, unless you think this team is going to be competitive, then I would go with like, a guy like Christian Wood. Um, but other than that, I can't see myself really targeting anybody. Maybe maybe Eric Gordon because he's at 5.5K and he's going to be having a lot of the ball handling responsibilities with Kevin Porter being out um, and Jalen Green still also being out. So that's an, that's an option I can see ourselves good getting to a little bit um, in general and in tournaments. So, um, but yeah, other than that, I can't see myself playing anyone from 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 um, the Houston Rockets side. All right, let's hop over to the Detroit and New Orleans game. Two very young teams, and we have a two twelve total. New Orleans five and a half point favorites. Uh, we're on a slate where there's no double digit favorites, so um, Vegas thinks it should be a fairly competitive uh, slate of games. So uh, let's see here. Detroit, a um, lot of young players on this team. Kelly Olynyk is out. Um, Cade Cunningham has been spectacular. He's just kind of priced where I don't know if I've seen enough consistent, you know, six to seven times upside. 7K on FanDuel Cunningham is. And, uh, you know, love, love the guy as a player. 75 on DK. I'm probably out at that price unless we get some news. Like if Jeremy Grant or one of these other usage guys are out, then, yeah, we'll play the usage game. You know, we'll take that. Um, not paying for Cade Kate Cunningham, even though it's a pretty good matchup. You know, when they're healthy, I mean, Jeremy Grant's almost 8K on FanDuel. I just can't go there. The one guy I do have interest in is Isaiah Stewart. After his little LeBron James scuffle, uh, he's been seeing a ton of minutes. Uh, you know, like that price on him. We've seen him had killer upside last season. And as long as Olenek's out, it looks like Stewart will get a decent opportunity to, uh, you know, prove his worth with the squad and see if he can stick around. So 55 on FanDuel for Stewart. And on DK, he's 54, about the same price. Center only. Uh, don't mind Stewart. That's probably the only uh, guy per dollar that's catching my attention right now. What are your thoughts on the Pistons? Uh, on the Pistons, I definitely like it to Kate Cunningham. He's someone that um, has my interest, at least on both sides. On both sides, 75 and no is a little bit tough, but uh, 7K, I think it's, it's still a, a great price to pay for. Uh, still not a bad price to pay uh, for him. So he's someone I would definitely want to want to get to for sure. Um, and um, Isaiah Stewart is um, pretty much, I think, the other guy I would like to target too. Uh, FanDuel being 5,500, like you said, he's been getting consistent minutes, high th- uh, 30, um, pretty much 30 minutes a night. And if he's going to keep producing and getting 30 minutes a night at 5,500, I think he's a little, on, on FanDuel, I think he's a little bit too um, too cheap for that price and um, can and has, an ups- has a strong upside, especially in this matchup against New Orleans. Um, and same thing on all FanDuel with his price being 5400 as well. Um, obviously, Sadiq Bay with his price being cheap, going down, being cheaper and cheaper. He's in playing tournaments, um, um, but that's someone I, I personally don't like getting to. Um, pretty much, Grant is not a Grant is a good tournament player. He's never really owned a lot lately, but he's been performing pretty much uh, pretty well lately um, in a couple games, and he's been getting minutes. So, um, I don't mind him as well either at seventy nine hundred on um, on Fanduel um, and seventy four on DK too. So um, he's a good mid range option. Um, someone I would I don't mind getting to, and um, if I do, I'm gonna definitely be running it back on the other side with um, with so with one of these other guys that I like the matchup for on New Orleans as well. Yeah, you know on the New Orleans side of things. 
You know, Ingram, 8,700 on DK. I, I can't pay that. Uh, I like Valanciunas the most. We've seen him have some serious upside. Great matchup against Detroit. Uh, as much as we were hyping up Stewart per dollar, um, he's you know a little handsy defensively. Um, and I think Valanciunas could exploit that matchup if the game's close. So I don't mind Valanciunas on New Orleans. You know, they just have a, a bunch of their guys that when everyone's healthy, it, it's tough. I mean, Devontae Graham is just not producing like we were used to seeing him on Charlotte. He's playing a ton of minutes, too. He's 4,900. He just is not getting it done. You know, 13, 2, and 4 he's averaging. It's tough. Tough to play him even at that price with the minutes. You know, Alexander Walker had a great start to the season. He's all the way down to 4,500. I mean, he was he was 7K earlier this season. And, um, you know, he he's his minutes have dwindled. He hasn't played 30 minutes in what you can't even see on his game log. He just isn't playing as much. So his role has definitely diminished, which – Kind of blows my mind because they're such a young team. Why not roll them out there and see some growth? But, hey, you know, I'm not the one running the show. So uh, even at some of these prices that are cheap, I think some of them are warranted based on, you know, their current situations and how they're being used. So not a ton of interest on New Orleans for me outside of Valanciunas. And um, Ingram is in play on FanDuel at 77. um, But I'm not paying for him on DK at that price. Uh, What do you got for me on New Orleans? Uh. Yeah, eighty seven hundred on DK for um, Ingram is too much. I can't see myself getting to him. Balanchunas is the only guy I like, um, pretty much from that side. Um, I don't. I know you talk about the, the Kyle Alexander Walker, Kyle Lewis, Kara uh, uh, Lewis, his name. Sorry, he's out for the rest of the year with an ACL injury. So um, we might see. Um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker minutes pick back up, I think, a little bit more now since he, he's one of the um, younger guards on the team now um, that they're going to probably want to play more and keep developing. So we might see his minutes pick back up more. I I, I think that was what will happen. Um, so he's someone that, that is in play at 4,500 on, um, on DK for me. I like Josh Hart, too. I like his price. I like the um, – the, the confidence and it, it gives me confidence seeing that when his first game back from that injury um, with his knee, um, him playing 42 minutes, uh, pretty much almost a whole game. So I like that. I like getting to him in this matchup too, especially when know he's showing he can do a little bit of everything and he can rebound the ball. So he's perfect over on FanDuel um, for sure. Um, and on FanDuel, I like him to the same guys I mentioned before, um, but I do love getting a BI at 7.7K um, and Jonas Valentine. Those might be priorities. Um, this whole team might be a priority because they're just, to me, a little bit underpriced. Uh, BI coming in at 7.7K. Valanciunas at 7.5K. Um, Josh Hart at 5,800, playing the Mad Minutes he's playing. And uh, Nicky Alexander-Walker being 4,900 in this matchup against Detroit. And then you got Devontae Graham, too, at 5,200. This 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 team is a little bit too cheap, and I don't mind getting to a lot of these pieces in tournaments for sure. Yeah, you know, uh, Lewis was playing like 10, 12 minutes. They got to go somewhere, you know, uh, even if Alexander Walker picks up an extra six or seven, that, that could be a big difference at his cheap price tag. Josh Hart just plays a lot, and he's just been so unproductive when else, you know, when Ingram's in and when Devontae Graham's in and when Valanciunas is in. Eventually, he's going to walk into like a 7X game, eventually. Um, I don't know when that's going to be, though. Uh, all right, let's 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 get going here to the next game on the sheet. Cleveland and Minnesota uh, could be a pretty entertaining game. The Cavs are good. It's funny. Uh, like 
I don't know if I expected to say that, but the Cavs are an Eastern Conference playoff team, most likely. You know, they'll be in the mix for probably one of those bottom half seeds. Um, Jared Allen could play. Jared Allen, much improved. Uh, it's a shame about Colin Sexton, but Evan Mobley uh, has been spectacular. Up to 7,300 on FanDuel, um, which is which is doable. He has blocks and steals upside, but at 68 on DK, uh, I really I really like that tag in this matchup um, against Minnesota, who don't really scare me defensively whatsoever. Mobley's playing a ton of minutes. Uh, like I said, can rack up some defensive stats, and he can score the basketball. Um, this is a team where they're just there are a, a good amount of mouths to feed uh, on Cleveland, even with the absence of Colin Sexton, you know, you just throw in Jared Allen, Garland, Mobley, you know, Rubio's going to play his 25. Kevin Love's getting 20 plus. Mark Kennan's playing Chetty Osman when he's healthy. Isaac Okoro's got to run out there. You know, you throw in Dean Wade. There's just so many young guys, um, which is impressive how, how good defensively they've been uh, and, and how well they've just played in general with, with this young team and all these pieces shuffling in and out. So, you know, Jared Allen's 86. That's just a little too much for me, although, you know, he does have killer upside. You know, Garland at 77 is is also kind of tough for me. <sighs> you know, he was much more scoring dependent last year, but now with the ball in his hands a little bit more without Sexton, we're seeing a lot more peripherals out of him, you know, which makes it reasonable to play Garland. Uh, I just wish they would, like, find a home for Rubio and get him totally out of the picture uh, for fantasy purposes, of course. Um, so I, I don't mind Garland. I don't mind this game. Uh, I think my preferential play here is Evan Mobley. Um, unless we get other news, you know, I like that 68 tag quite a bit on DraftKings. What are your thoughts on the Cavaliers in this spot, Dre? Yeah, Evan Mobley will be the top tag for me. The guy we want to go with for sure. Um, I think it's just, I think it's just a huge mismatch for him at power, the power forward position. I don't see Vanderbilt keeping up with him. Um, marketing is not even a bad price, too, at $5,700. Um, good as a tournament option. So is Ricky Rubio, $5,300, if he's going to get the minutes. But I think he's priced appropriately now. And even at that salary, he can get the point. He's at the point where he can get a high point, um, a high, um, not a ceiling game, but he can get you like 30, 35 fantasy points at that price. And then he plays 20, 25 minutes, even on a, any given night. Um, Jared Allen, um, he's a little bit too expensive, but I don't mind his price a little bit on um on fan I mean, on DK. Uh, FanDuel, I think he's out of the question, but the main priority here overall is just going to be um Evan Mobley on DK on FanDuel. I, I don't mind also getting the Garland um as well. Actually, Garland on both sites is in play for me a, a little bit, especially if D'Angelo Russell is going to be out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm with you. If Russell's out, Edwards just hasn't been very good in his absence, but he gets uh, the usage bump there without D'Angelo Russell. About a 4.5% usage bump, and he scores, uh, in theory, six more FanDuel points per 36 minutes. So uh, I get it. Tough matchup, though. Very tough matchup with Cleveland. Um, but, you know, I often say usage does trump matchup in situations like that. So I do have interest in Anthony Edwards. Um, as well uh, other than that unless we get some more news this is another game where outside of Edwards and maybe Mobley uh, possibly Garland I don't have a ton of interest and exposure you know from this game other than those guys we talked about uh, should we move on to the LA the LA Lakers god might as well be the LA losers <laughs> I, I mean just losing to the Grizzlies on the first leg of their back-to-back without Morant, without Dylan Brooks. 
Shout out to them, though. Memphis has been playing well lately. They be they've been beating a lot of good teams lately. That shows that they're good. They got good coaching over there. I agree for sure. I mean, you can't possibly tell me that the Thunder are gonna come out here and beat uh, the Lakers on Friday. Are you? I I might take that stand because honestly, they they I think they beat them. They beat them the first game they played, and I was with LeBron. I think so. You never know. We've seen wilder things. Oh man. Well, typically. One of these big three would rest because, you know, they're getting up there. But they are so desperate to find some continuity that I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they got to keep plugging away. They've been a disgrace. It's been pretty funny. And for me, I mean, I'm not a Lakers fan out here on the East Coast. So I've enjoyed watching the implosion because I'm a 76ers fan. So it, it takes a little bit of that drama away from this Ben Simmons show. Um, and we could put it on the Lakers. <laughs> anyway. Uh, it's tough to play these three guys. They're not playing well together. This game could be extremely volatile. I don't know. This game without news is just screaming total pass to me. If, if, if everybody's in, I mean, I think AD has the most upside because of blocks and steals, and I don't know who the hell's going to guard him. Um, but I really thought he'd have kind of that response game after Charles Barkley destroyed him on TNT the other day. Hasn't really happened. I, I might just pass on this game unless we get some news. If everybody's in, I, I can't find a reason to go out of my way to, to take a shot in this game. If I'm playing single entry or like three max, you know, large field stuff, AD and LeBron have killer upside. And I guess you can even throw Russ in there, but for single entry GPPs with three max, I, I'm just going to pick my spots and go elsewhere. I think if everybody's healthy, your thoughts, Andre. Um. I like I like getting to just the three Lakers in tournaments. That's it. Obviously, one by one. But if I am playing one of the Lakers, I'm definitely running it back with someone like like Shy um, or maybe Dort. Um, that's really it. Can't really see myself playing no one else. Maybe even Josh Giddy. Those only three like okay. See guys, I even see myself rostering today because I want to attack this Lakers team. They they, they have not been good at all. Like and we know Giddy's playing thirty minutes and he's back to uh, back to playing thirty minutes and he- healthy. That that kid performed well against the Lakers the last two times. I know we don't want to like game log watch and game log um, and do that, but with his upside that he can get you 30, 35 fantasy points in this matchup at a fifty five hundred price on FanDuel. Um, I think we have to look at it for sure, and so is Dort. With Dort going to be out there for defensive purposes, especially against a guy either like LeBron and and, and Russell Westbrook. He could he could easily have a steal or block upside game too. So I don't mind getting to um one of the two one of the guys from OKC. But if I do get to anyone from OKC or this game, it's pretty much gonna be a run back situation where if I have Westbrook running running it back with like like I said, Shy get Giddy or or Dort and vice versa on the other side. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you, but uh for me it's probably a, a complete pass, but uh, I definitely understand the takes. Um, last game we have here, I believe Boston traveling out to Phoenix and, uh, Boston was, a a part of a ridiculous Clippers game the other night where we had some late Paul George news, of course. And, uh, that was just a, a game that would never end. It felt like, so Jason Tatum and company are going to head on out there to Phoenix. Uh, Jalen Brown has been ruled out for Friday's game. So, you know, typical usage bump to Tatum, Schroeder 6,300, Marcus Smart 58. Uh, 
you know, Suns are one of those teams who typically aren't involved in great game environments unless they're the ones that are getting paced up. But that's just you're not really going to get a ton out of that against Boston. So uh, just a game where, you know, unless there's serious value opening up. I understand Tatum. He's always in the GPP combo when Brown's out because uh, of the sick usage. I don't know. I know we could talk a little X's and O's. Like, are they going to throw bridges at him for some of the game too on top of everything else? Is, you know, is he long enough to stick Tatum for a little? Bridges put the clamps on Curry about a week and a half ago. I don't know if you saw any of that game, but what a defensive player they got there. This is, um, you know, tricky game for me. And another one, unless we get more news, I, I probably won't have heavy exposure um, on really anybody from either side. Of course, Devin Booker's out. So, you know, Paul and Aiton are always in the conversation. But I'm not, I'm not rushing to really, to really play anybody in this one either outside of Tatum. Uh, what do you think here, Dre? Yeah, I like Jason Tatum in this matchup for sure. Um, I think he's a good play, not the top play, but one of one of the one of the better plays on the slate. Um, not worried about the Bridges matchup because I, there's just so many different ways with teams gaming. How many tools Tatum has in his bag that he could go to that he could beat um, Bridges with that it, it doesn't concern me. So Tatum, this one I, I don't mind getting to. The use is going to be there for him. Um, Dennis Shooter, someone I like to get to a lot too today as well. Six three hundred, I think it's a good price for him. Marcus Smart as well. Pretty much, the, pretty much like the starting five for this Laker team. I mean, sorry for, for this Boston Celtics team is 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 good for me. Like Al Horford, the veteran, who's going to stop him? Like they're going to be running two bigs at him. Um, and and he's just athletic enough where he can easily get a trouble double in this matchup if, if 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 he's in play and plays and doesn't rest. And um, get some minutes. Um, so to me, I like Al Horford as well. Uh, Robert Williams is someone else that I don't. I, I like to. He's just too cheap for for the amount of minutes they want him to play, which is about thirty minutes a night. Um, and and um, the matchup against uh, Aiton doesn't scare me at all. Um, so I don't mind getting to him as well. Um, and then on uh, the the Phoenix Sun side. Chris Paul, because we already know that what he has to he has to carry this team scoring wise a little bit more. So he's someone that's, that's in play. Um centers against um Boston sometimes do have big games. So eight is a good DPP play, especially at seven seven K on um DK. I mean I mean seven point five K on DK at FanDuel. I think that's an excellent price for him. Um and then um Bridges and Crowder, they're they're just tournament plays for me. Um more so on um Probably more so on um, on Fanduel just because of the price and the and the steals and blocks upside they provide. Um, I like that for them on, on that side versus uh, DK. But yeah, other than that, that's really it. That's that's the main guy I can get to. You can play some campaign too as well, um, which I know some people like playing. Um, but to me, I don't see him being a priority. I'd rather, I mean, um, as a priority, but he is a good GPP option because you never know he could have a pretty good game here. But other than that, that's really it. All right, let's let's do this for a, a quick recap. Uh, let's do this first. Who's your favorite stud uh, on the slate, Boogie? Put you on the spot here. Um, probably. Let's see if it was yeah, if it's a stud, I'm gonna have to say Giannis. Uh, I'm with you on Giannis, despite I'm uh, putting my recency bias aside and hoping he's third game back and he's fine. Then I'm hoping they don't blow him out of the water. I'm just looking at fan. I have the Fanduel pricing up here. 
it's an interesting slate because you can make a case to, to really not play and pay up any of these studs. Like you really could, you know, Giannis, is he hundred percent Houston, you know, although they've been playing well, are they going to blow him out of the water? You know, Durant and Harden price back to back on FanDuel, you know, they don't typically hit their ceilings together. I mean, they can go for 50, but they won't break a slate at, you know, 10, four, 10, six, and then even more expensive on DK right under them, LeBron and AD, you know, same thing. A, is it going to be a blowout, whether it's one side or the other? Who knows? You know, second leg of a back-to-back, uh, and it is OKC, who lost by 70 to those same Grizzlies that beat um, the Lakers. So I, I don't know. They're tough to coexist. Do Luka, despite the price a decrease on FanDuel, he's still expensive on DK, and we just haven't seen 65-point Luka. You know, Trey Young, great matchup, but, you know, are you, you want to pay 10K for Trey Young on this slate? You know, you want you want comfortably like a reasonable shot at like 60 plus, you know, I guess Trey could go over 60. I'm not saying he can't, you know, but he's typically floating around the 50s. Right. You know, and a, a decent amount of mouths to feed there. And then we talked about Tatum, who we both like, but, you know, it's a vanilla matchup against Phoenix. And um, he's not ever a super peripheral guy either. So I'm curious to see where ownership shakes out at the top. Like by default, my I, like my gut says to just take my shots at Giannis because you know, t- it doesn't matter if Middleton and Drew are, are on the court or not. He typically gets his in that high pace game. So there, there's a lot of, I wouldn't say red flags, maybe like yellow lights, like proceed with caution with these studs. You can make a case that, and of course, you can make a case to play any of them too. And that's the fun thing about what we do. Um, but would you agree that like, you know, typically there's one clear cut guy that you're like, yeah, like let's get him in, but it could be a little murky on Friday. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um I think I, I agree with 100% with that because the mid-range is so strong today um, and the totals are so close. And we have, like, to me, we have, like, maybe one and a half standout games, in my opinion, or, or game, at least in my, at least to me, that stands out that I want to roster a good amount of guys from that I, I, I could be fine with going with a mid-range build and, and not be upset with it. Um, like, like I, I don't mind getting to a guy like Anthony Edwards, getting to um, Kelly Oubre, uh, Aaron to, Fox, uh, Christian Fox, Wood, you know, all those mid-range guys right there, and they and they all have the upside to get you fifty to, to sixty fantasy points, especially in their perspective matchups too. So, it, I, I I I see myself probably going a more balanced approach tomorrow. I'm gonna have a couple unless unless we have significant value open up where something major happens and we have a, some star that's out and we have a, a scrub that's undeniably in play. I can't see. I, I'll probably see myself getting more of a balanced approach for sure. Yeah, I think I'm leaning that way too. But that, that makes for a good slate when the ownership's spread out. It's always fun. Um, not a ton of duping or anything like that. Um, and I guess just, you know, last question. I think we're going to agree here. Favorite game environment. You mentioned that Sacramento-Charlotte game. I'm with you there. It's about, you know, pressing the right buttons there, you know, with those pieces and single entry. And that game, as of now, I mean, we'll probably get a ton of news around, you know, after shoot-around on Friday. But there is some value there on DK, especially, you know, if you're willing to sort out one of these Sacramento bigs. Just a recap in case it fast-forwarded through that part. Between Bagley and Tristan Thompson, you know, whoever it may be, both of them could coexist in, in a, you know, the Hornets give up 115, you know, every night it seems like. So interesting, interesting game there. So that's your, you know, any points you want to reiterate from that game? Is that your favorite game environment? 
Yeah, that's my favorite game environment. Have at least one piece from there, even if it's just Cody Martin. But um, to me, I, I feel like that game is going to determine a lot on the slate. Um, and, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to attack it a lot. All right, Dre, before we get out of here, I got to ask you, how did Showdown work out for you? I am personally disappointed with the way the night went. Uh, let's see. I made money, so I'm happy about that. Um, I, I had a nail biter. I got um in um in uh I think in the in a ten dollar in a ten dollar contest. I finished fortieth place uh, for twenty five k over twenty five k up top. So I was close. Um, pretty much Ben Roethlisberger trying to come make him come back in, hitting um hitting uh yeah um Harrison hitting uh. Uh, Claypool and um, Fryman for touchdowns helped out a lot. So it helped me have a little bit of a positive night for for um for football, but basketball, I didn't go I didn't go my way. <laughs> yeah, I um I had a same game parlay with a, a great chance to hit. Oh yeah, how close were you to that? Uh, uh, I was too close. I was very close. If Pittsburgh wasn't complete garbage for three quarters, I, I think I would hit. Plus, my favorite prop of the day was Jefferson over 90. He had eight targets through a quarter and a half, and it only ended up with 79 yards. Oh. I feel like he could have had 200 yards in that game. You know, if, most, if any of you watched most of that, you, you'd probably agree. This was my same game parlay, since we're, we're telling sob stories quick. I had uh, Deontay Johnson, alternate yards, 60, over 60. Najee Harris, over 70. KJ Osborne over 40, Friar Muth over 25, all hit. Um, and then I had Najee Harris to score twice, which really jacked up the odds there. So I missed Kirk Cousins alt yards 225 by nine yards. Oh. And, I, and I missed Jefferson by 11. Any one of those mis- mishaps. Um, That's pain. Would have been. Uh, that's real pain. Actually, I, I threw fifty on it. I would have, I would have took home over three grand. So I would, would have happily taken that. That was a what's, what's your, you know, before we get out of here, you know, you, we do a lot of stuff for scores and odds, and of course, this game environment was so bad for three quarters. I, I whiffed tonight, um, but I've been hitting like 65 percent. So if you're not over there uh, with us on scores and odds, you know, we have a lot of great stuff. I did uh, put Desmond Bain out there when the Dylan Brooks news dropped, so uh, we kind of salvaged the night, which was great. Uh, you put a lot of you know parlay, same game stuff in, like. You know, how do you attack what you do? Is what's your favorite sport to do the, the same gay parlays for? Uh, basketball. Um, pretty much any sport, but basketball is the main my, my my best sport to try to do same game parlays. I just know the game so well, the back of my hand makes it easy. Um, I don't I, I don't even I don't even mind dabbling into football to doing like um um some of the like like just money lines and and even same game parlays on there, but it's just a little bit more. It's more, it's more in depth, and like you said, you've always missed it by just that much, and that kind of upsets me. But the same thing happens in basketball too, all the time. So, um, it just hopefully, you know, hopefully when it comes to New York, I, I'll be playing a lot. I'll be playing a lot more. I already know for sure than I do now, um, and getting all these parlays and and these props, and I, and hopefully I give people some good plays and good good wins. I know we went, I went three and zero last week, I think, um, on something, and then I messed up that I didn't have a good day the next day. But um hopefully, you know, the, the point is to just try to give people money in good place that stand out. So hopefully I'll I'll have probably have a few tomorrow maybe um and go from there. Yeah, we got a great team over there. Everyone uh, mostly everyone's out there writing up some stuff for scores and odds. Uh great premium stuff they have there. Uh, 
Chief's Discord channel's popping off too. He's uh specializing in some prize picks and thrive over there at the Chief's Prop Shop uh, on our Discord over there at Roto Grinders. So uh, sports betting's here to stay, folks. So uh, you know we have a, a great content team, and uh, we're looking forward to to helping you out and uh, you know making some money. That's what it's all about. Dre, where can the people find you on Twitter? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at BX Boogie Dre. Um, I'm over there, if you got any questions, feel free to hit me up and inbox me. Uh, follow, give me a follow. Um, gonna try to uh, try to get back to everyone as quick as possible can, and also help people out um, with any questions they might have or strategies they want to talk about to try to win um, on any given slate. And I also just want to say RIP to Dugarius Thomas, who passed away um, in the Founders House in Georgia. But RIP to that man. He's a he was a good, great football player for the Denver Broncos when he was playing. Wow, did that did that happen tonight? Was yeah. that now? Yeah, it happened like uh, about an hour or so ago. Oh man, I missed that. Wow, yeah, R.I.P. Uh, good guy, and and you know what, the holiday season is uh, is here, and uh, you know, keep, keep your loved ones close. You know, take those that extra ten minutes to, you know, take that walk with them, give them a hug, see how their day's doing, send someone a text message. You know, it's a crazy world right now, and you know, we uh, we all lose people, and you know, people are sick, and uh, hopefully things start, uh, you know turning out better with, with the way things are. But, you know, this is the, the season where you're supposed to spread the positivity. So make that extra effort. You know, you never know, Dre, right? I mean. Exactly. You never know whose day you can make. Say I love you to somebody. Um, just say, you know, give them a good compliment. Always be positive out there in the world. You never know. And it can cheer up someone's day and change someone's life. You don't know what anyone's going through in their life, honestly. Absolutely, man. Good, good stuff. And, and you're absolutely right, you know. Send that text message. It takes 10 seconds, you know, check in on your family, check in on your friends. And uh, yeah, RIP to uh, Demarius Thomas. That's, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's been a wild year, um, but I hope you all stay well. And, and we appreciate you guys for tuning in. And uh, I, I guess that's it for the morning grand for this week. But, you know, we'll have some some weekend stuff, Dre. Um, got any action going on this weekend or, or are you on break from RG for the weekend? No, nah, I'll be working. I'll be doing the value plays for for FanDuel, and then um, I'm also gonna be trying to attack this base, this this football slate to try to take get, get a seat to go to Miami next week for DK. So good luck also to the people out there in Arizona this weekend too for the FanDuel live final. Um, I know we got a couple of RG members out there. Hopefully, one of y'all got guys take it down. I think Chrissy's out there. Um, I know my guy Rody, I think is going out there. Hope one of y'all just take it down and uh, have a good time. Squirrel thing is going out there too. So good luck to all you guys. So, uh, and bring it home, bring it home to the families, RG. Yeah. And shout out to, uh, to our guy, uh, to tag and Tambo, who used to be over with us with here at RG. And you know, he went down to King of the beach, almost took it down, but he had a really nice payday and, uh, not many people grind harder in the industry than Tambo. So, uh, shout out to our guy. Great showing at the, uh, at the beach. And congratulations to him. So good luck to everybody at RG, like you said. And uh, Andre, let's head on out of here. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Stay well, stay safe. Good luck and win some money.